Are we in a swamp? Is that a swamp bug that I hear? Swamp bug. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another session of This Is A Real another Pod. Another sizzle session! You know it. We're sizzling away. This is this is like an edit session, a live edit session. Yeah, and we're snacking in the edit suite. We're snacking. Have you ever had a live edit session? Oh god, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You mean like with the producer over your... Yeah. Yeah. That's the best, right? When they're just sitting there yeah. <laughs> telling me what to do. Yeah. I mean, luckily, the only time that I've recently had that happen is with Brian, and Brian's super chill. So, like, that's been fine. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Brian keeps ducking the pod. He always comes in here thinking, he, he tries to sell it to us. He's like, yeah, we'll do the pod today. And then six o'clock rolls around, and we're, like, getting ready to set up. And he's like, ah, actually, I got to bounce today. Can't well, do it. I think it was actually going to happen the other day, but... The project that you're working on just kept... It just kept kept going. It just kept going. It still is going to this day. It ended (laughs) last week and I'm still getting emails about it. So it's still going. That's Um, garbage. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a fun project though. It was ultimately like really, really... I'm serious. I actually love... Stockholm Syndrome? Not Stockholm Syndrome this time. I really do love the concept. It is a great concept. At this point, it's it's, it's been out. This whole... The the season's done. Good Looking Out was the show. And it is such a cool show. I mean, seriously, if you watch it, go on Complex's YouTube channel and type in good looking out and watch it. But like, don't watch it with a critical eye. Just watch it like in terms of these stories and how cool they are, because they're very interesting. The businesses are definitely interesting. Did you have a favorite pitch on on? of the businesses? Let's see. Well, there was three episodes. There was a fashion one, a food one and a tech one. Um, Man. I got to say, my favorite pitch was probably the Giga Music Group guy. He's okay. the one who had like the digital hologram, uh, like hologram artist, virtual artist, whatever. Yeah, like, like a pop singer. Yeah, like a pop singer that was computer generated and she'd go out. And, well, Waifu Baby was her name. Her <laughs> mu- the, the music I was not a fan of, but the concept and the technology, pretty bone. We talked about it last week a little bit. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Vince came through and uh, he, oh, true, he, true. he told us what the future holds. It's like Nostradamus, Vinstradamus. 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 Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, God. If Vince ever comes back on the pod, he's going he's gonna to light you up, bro. He's right next um, to us. Chris, look, let's be real. It's it's March 1st. It is March 1st. You Spring know what that has means? sprung. Well, nah, a couple more weeks on that. In like a lion, out like a lamb. That's what they say about March. I've actually never heard that. Is you that Really never heard that? No, nah, I've never yeah, heard that. Is that like, like a uh, astrology thing? No, uh, well, no, I think it's about the weather. It's like oh. it comes in, it's winter, and by the time March leaves, it's like nice. See, you know I, mean? you know, I grew up in Florida, and in March, it's already yeah. summer. In like a lamb, out like a lamb. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lamb. Um, I had this actually idea to condense. I was like, why do we have 12 months? That's so silly. Let's do 10 months, and let's just do two extra long months. So let's combine April and May and make okay. April. April. And then combine... October and what is it? September and October and make September. So okay. the, the calendar would now go January, February, March, April, June, July, August, September, okay. November, December. All right. And I actually think I'm kind of onto something. What's the, what's the motivation though? I just think we just need 10 months. I don't know why we need 12. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. Plus if we have longer months, more stuff will get done in that month. 
you know, and that's then, one way to look at it. April showers bring May flowers. No, maple showers bring maple flowers. That rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Exactly. That's that's what it's all about. But it's March. We did it. We got through February. We got through the February challenge, the we, most important part. We February. absolutely did. How did you? So let's 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 just jump right into it. What'd you do for the February challenge? Well, last week, some of you may have seen uh, Daft Punk retired, and they announced it in a video. And uh, that was my faces of February. Chris I, made the video. No, I I I ended Daft Punk. I told oh, them they need to retire. Them. Yeah, I told them I was working on a project, and that it involved faces, and they were the most famous non faces I could think of. Yeah, and you hit them up. You texted Mr. Punk himself. You know it. And we're like, hey. I'm actually cooler with Daft. Oh, with Daft, you yeah. were like, oh, bonjour. Can you retire, s'il vous plaît? Exactly. <laughs> and he was like, wait. And he was, Wah. I'm out of here. Damn, that blew himself up in the video. Did he really? He really did. I haven't seen the video. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check it out, man. Blew that's, up. But really, did you do? Did you do anything, or did you just kind of look? I have ideas. You got some ideas. I mean, no, that, I've already finished my ideas. That you finished, yeah, yeah, because yeah, well, it's March. What happened? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's on our Patreon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There is the Shishkin Productions Patreon. That's where you can find our Faces of February challenges. I um, I I gotta say, Chris. Yeah. I I didn't really involve faces in mine at all. Well, I just wrote a script. Yeah, but the script's title is a play on that's true. Faces, the script right? is called EditBot Three Thousand One: A Face Odyssey, and if you go to the Shishkin Productions Patreon, you will be able to read the whole thing. It's up. The whole thing is up, and it's going to be turned into a radio play. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while to get it all done because. It kind of got out of control. I was going to try to keep it to like one location and like two characters and it ended up there's a lot going on. Yeah, there. and it only had to be 12 pages and you went for 19. Well, I just went until the story ended. You had to I, tell I the was, story. I was checking and then I I realized that I was at nine pages and I hadn't even introduced EditBot yet. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh God. But I had to establish it. I had to establish it. It's, um, it's pretty cool though. It's a play on like 2001, A Space Odyssey. Okay. So it's got... My version of Hal that's at it bought 3001. Sure. And I don't want to give away too much. I, I heard some spoilers. I, I read the first couple pages. I got the draft uh, last night. Yeah. And uh, I like it so far, but I just I had to actually work. And then yeah. you were over here talking spoilers. And yeah, yeah. I know what happens at the end. So I'm like, do I Damn. really even want to read it now? You don't really know what happens at the end. There's a cliffhanger. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. It's a setup for a sequel. Oh, a sequel. Bot 3001 two. Rise of the Editbot. Oh man, yeah, it's pretty sick. It's set even further in the future. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, I was uh, that was the first thing I'd written in like a very very long time. Not counting like, not counting like the episodes of verses that we were writing or any of that. Like not, that's a different yeah, kind of writing. Not counting work writing. This was like the first thing I've written in probably a year. Probably probably Dang. probably eighteen months. Do you? I mean, do you count the? The stay-at-home vlog is something that you wrote? Nah, because that was just like sitting in front of a camera and bullshitting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That wasn't. There was like no writing to be done. It's true. It's not like we're we're writing on this podcast at all. We're just yeah. I mean, around bullshitting. we're pretty much. I I don't know. I don't think. I think writing is like like when you literally sit down with like cell text or final draft or whatever and write a script. That to me is writing. Okay. Because like I've done other sorts of writing, written music and shit, but like that's not. You know, that's not what I consider "quote unquote" writing. Okay, you know, I don't know. What's the last thing? What's the last time you sat down with like some sort of script writing thing? Oh God, uh, probably sometime in like twenty 
2011. It's been a long time. I I stopped writing. Well, you should pick it back up. Mm. It's easier mm. than you think. Is it? Yeah, man. I feel yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's easy to write, but it's hard to write something good. Like, uh, Yeah, but no one asks to write something good. You just got to write something and then it becomes good after a while. Okay. What is the, it? There's no writing, only rewriting? That's it. That's yeah. it. I mean, literally, like, even editing. Editing is just rewriting. Yeah. Except you're doing it with videos. I mean, just rewriting videos. Editing is in the, it's in the name that you're you're rewriting basically. That's some factoids, man. I um I did write a a little pitch deck last week. Okay. With, with a bunch of basketball ideas, we had our uh, we had a pitch with a little uh, basketball you know uh, media company, and uh, we pitched them some long form documentary ideas. Okay. And uh, uh, do you want to share any of those, or you want to keep them top secret? Um, I can. I'll share a couple that didn't didn't make the cut. Okay. One that one that I really liked that I thought would be cool would be to explore. This one I didn't even put in the pitch actually, because it was just too silly and there was like no story there. But I thought it would be cool to do a doc about short NBA players. Oh yeah, you were you were talking about crazy? that. Like it's like because you know we're like what like five ten whatever and and then. Well, that's average height, but yeah, then when yeah. you go into NBA circles, average height is like six seven. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine being like five ten, five eleven, and then you're surrounded by all these giants, and like every single thing you do, like you sit on the plane, the seat is is big. It's designed for someone who's six six. Yeah, you go in the locker room, everything's designed for someone who's six six. Like you're the small guy on the team. People are always probably putting their arm on your head, like <laughs> pretending to use you as a, as a rest. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think uh, I think it would be pretty funny, but. It, it's definitely it would be approached through a lens of like comedy. It would have to be. comedy. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's it's kind of limited because there just aren't many short players in the history of the NBA. I mean, there's a handful and some of them are really good. But yeah, you're talking like a dozen players max. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also you got to wonder, like, who would be willing to even participate in that would they be like man fuck you <laughs> like <laughs> quit making fun of me and you're like i'm making fun of you man i'm highlighting your story yeah I'm it's, it's even st- more impressive what you've done in your career it really is i'm highlighting your struggle you know i was watching a g league game and there was a guy who was like 5 10 he just looked like a normal dude out there i had to google him i was like who is this guy it's crazy it's crazy he's he got the shit blocked out of him and i was like wow well, i'm yeah. not surprised you're 5 10 you know? vertically challenged that's what happens um but that one was a cool one. I thought the pitch went really well, though, man. Like, yeah, you're on Zoom. I wasn't part of the pitch. I was in the room for most of it. But, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't hear what was happening on the other side. So I wasn't sure how they were receiving it. They loved it. They were into it, man. Yeah. Like everything. He he, he loved it. Um, and yeah, he, he thought the ideas were cool. I, I just always get so nervous going into a pitch. And then like after like five or ten minutes, I'm like, oh, all right, I start to settle in, settle down. With this one, it was particularly easy because I was literally sitting right where I am now using this exact microphone yeah. with these exact headphones on. So almost like it felt like like a like a pod almost. I was like, oh, this is actually really comfortable and I feel comfortable pitching in this environment. Well, it sounded like you got into it right away, like not, not getting into the pitch, but getting comfortable just because you were talking basketball, yeah. which is something you're comfortable with and you knew at least one of the people on the other side of the pitch table. Yeah. So it was, it was true. It was set up for success. Yeah. But for me, like, I don't know, man, I, I'm a fan of like a very quick, like expedient. Is that a word? Expedient? Sure. Expedient pitch, pitch process. Like I want to go in there and like, 
maybe there will be some pleasantries for like two minutes and then it's like, all right, let's just jump into it. Yeah. And then I usually like to very quickly just buzz right through the first slides that have any general info about the company and just get into the the meat of it as quickly as I can. Because it's just like, why? Why waste someone's time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get to it. You'll see everything as a big picture first. And then if we want to dive in, let's dive in. But like, you know, there's some people I think who will just do like, uh, this kind of goes back to to that, that good looking out edit. A lot of these, because these were businesses that are pitching their sure. ideas like a Shark Tank style. And a lot of those things, you were you were watching some of the shoots, you were taking notes. Yeah. They, they were going on for like a long time. Like there yeah. were some guys who they're, were going on for like 30 minutes, yeah, 45 minutes. Their intros were very long and it's great. I mean, their intros would be, they'd be talking about themselves and their company for 15 or 20 minutes. But really once the video was cut down, that background is what a minute, maybe yeah. less. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the actual intro of them, the most, most of it got taken care of in the in the actual intro package that was filmed so yeah yeah really we ended up with i mean for a lot of those i would say we ended up with like just over an hour of stuff that we and i'm talking about all the segments so their initial pitch the review and then bringing them back in to tell them how they did it was about oh it was over an hour usually yeah and then we'd chop that down total to about seven or eight minutes it's reasonable so yeah it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean it's just like one of those things where I think I think having a lot of footage feels like an even bigger lift in zoom times because you're yeah. just like, damn, there's like not even any cool shots to choose from. It's just like, here we go. We're we're in, you know. But I don't know. Have you uh you you got any you got any concepts? You got any pitches or anything? You ever you ever done anything like that? Or you just kinda No, I don't really think in terms of what would be good shows. Okay. It's not it just doesn't occur to me naturally. And I don't ever sit down and really try to think about it because I don't even know what's marketable. I think you can make a show about anything, honestly. Yeah. If you have the, the right money behind you and but the isn't motivation. It, it's not necessarily about what's marketable. It's about like what's a good story. Because like you said, everything's marketable. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you it's about what you, you want to watch. Well, I don't want to watch anything. Shit. Good point. <laughs> I want to watch cartoons, but I can't draw. Yeah, but you could probably pitch a cartoon. I can probably pitch a cartoon. Man, that's what you should do. You should write a fucking cartoon. That's what you should have done for Faces of February Challenge. Instead, you're out here breaking up Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just went with my first thought. You should have done a, you should have, you know what you should have done? Animated series of The Mask. Yo. A adapted The Mask into an animated series. I'm pretty sure that was already a thing. It probably was. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it was very good. I Yeah, I don't think it was either. But I don't know. I didn't see it. Um... You know what's funny about, uh, about you know, I don't know, just thinking about pitches and about anything can be a show and stuff like that. I was, uh, during that pitch process, you know, initially we went in there thinking, hey, we're going to come up with some documentary ideas, right? And during the process, we had some, uh, some sort of like, you know, pivots where we were saying, this could potentially be a long form narrative podcast or something like that. Or this could be a short form series for, for this, or like this could be a, t like a show, like a recurring episodic show or stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. Like you go in there thinking one thing and then you come out of it and you're like, Oh, this could be done in a number of different ways. You know, you don't have to just 
it's like if it's a doc, it can be a series. It can be a podcast. It doesn't have to be a feature length doc. So. I, that's it. Yeah, it's like a brainstorming session. That's kind of what happens is you go in expecting one thing and maybe you get that. Maybe you don't. But ultimately, you're at least trying to be creative and, and make new connections. Yeah. And you're always going to find those connections at some point. It was um, it was kind of cool, though. One of the ideas I like after because that was uh, the the person on the other end of the table brought that up. And I was like, oh, my God, this actually is much better as a podcast idea than a documentary. Like, yeah, we should definitely do it that way. Like that would make it way more fun. And well, I'd say, easier. yeah, you, I, you probably should find the story first and figure out what that story is. And then you figure out the format from there, the best way to tell the story. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a good call. I mean, we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening with these things. I think like the payoff is going to end up if there is any, it's going to be very, very long term. I don't think this is something yeah. that'll like I think this is something that if we do start production on any of these, it'll be like, I don't know, Q3. Oh, yeah. This year. And that'll be at the earliest. Yeah. Like it's it's just wild, too, because then you got to figure out how to pay for them, too. And that's the part that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, man, if the budget was. Not even like the budget to go get stuff or just the budget to like write the thing. It's like, I don't want to just sit around writing the thing and not getting paid. You know, yeah, I don't, just I don't know how the, it works, but spending the time researching like that takes weeks of research reaching out to people. I wonder like what the I mean, I'm speaking from a place of complete ignorance on this because I've never I've only, only been paid to from. Hey, I've I've uh, I've only been paid to like write, quote unquote, write something like once or twice. And they were like very, very small jobs. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious as to like. We know when you're researching something like a doc or whatever and you're producing it and and you're writing stuff like what how does that work do you just get on on do you get staffed up somewhere and you're like on staff for like two months or do they pay you a a day rate or like do you track your hours i don't even know how it works guess different things do it different ways yeah i i I would imagine that some places will pay a writer per article or per word or whatever and some will will bring them on longer term and but pay a what, day right. But what about like, you know, when you're like writing like a sh- a show? You know what I mean? Man, like writing like like writing that, you know, say the angle is an episodic or like a longer form documentary that has multiple locations, and say it's like a travel thing. You have to kind of come up with the concepts for what the stops will be and where you're be, you'll be going and why and all that kind of stuff and you know man i gotta imagine for like you know like travel channel and stuff like that you're probably looking at some sort of union gig like there's got to be some sort of writer's yeah, union one. but in the digital age like uh, there's it's probably a free-for-all yeah i bet you there's so many people who want to do it that they're just like yeah, take this thing as far as you can possibly go with it until mm-hmm. like it starts being a really bad look not to pay you. Exactly. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And it's, I, a, I mean, writers are kind of famous for getting paid squat in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's, uh, I'm definitely getting the writing muscle going again, though. So hopefully I can, you know, write some stuff or whatever. It's just the problem. What sucks about writing is that you, you, if you do so much of it, you know, 90 plus percent of it doesn't even nothing happens with it it just kind of sits there yeah there's no way to make stuff that that's probably part of the reason that i don't write it's because i know it's not going anywhere but also i feel like writing is just a a very personal thing like you're writing for yourself 
at least for me. Like I, I always wrote for myself and not for others. But what kind of writing was that? That was like, it wasn't scripts, was it? No. It's like well, short stories and stuff. Right? Yeah, short stories and poems and yeah, so crap like that. That's for different. School. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say. I, I guess the only script writing that that I've done was for others because I, but I, I've only ever written scripts really when I knew there was a good chance of them being produced being in some way. Created. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, like whether it's just me and some friends shooting it on on some old news camera. Yeah. Or if it's a high school play, a high school yeah. one act that's being put on. Dude, I, that's one thing I was actually thinking about uh, this last weekend was about writing something to, because I watched a, um, some like local theater company did like a, a table read of some stuff that they'd written. It was like a couple short, like one of them was a one act and the other ones were just a few like little sketches or whatever. And they did table reads of them. They recorded them on Zoom, edited them together and then put it out as like a, you know, a, a YouTube premiere. So it premiered at seven o'clock or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was watching and I was like, man, you know, I feel like, I don't know. There's a lot of people out there who would be down to be in stuff and would be down to like read for stuff and all that, because I was watching it. The writing was not that great. Like not actually it was not good. Sounds I will just surprising. say that. Yeah. But the the acting was 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 good. Like there was there was like good actors in it. And I was like, damn, like they don't have anything to act in. You know what I, I mean? I feel like there's probably more good actors than good writers. That's what it seems like. Yeah. That's what I'm starting to kind of. Even when we used to write in high school, I always thought like, yeah, whatever we wrote was pretty cool. And I personally enjoyed it and thought it was funny. But then once the actors got a hold of it and like, you know, did their thing with the characters, it it was always better. It was all I found new ways to laugh. Yeah, they turn it into something. They always Mm -hmm. add something to it because when you write it, you picture it in your head like a certain way. Because, you know, as you're writing it, you're rereading it out loud to yourself to get get it right. And then, you know then someone else will do something and they'll put an accent on a different word or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Or they'll match it with an action. And be like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Exactly. But I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's pretty chill. I feel like it's much that whole idea of like not having it make of it being difficult to make what you write. I think that's why podcasting is such a thing that is, is, enjoyable to me but also is something that like everyone does now yeah because it's so accessible it's like you can just like turn it on record that's it it's it's good you know what i mean it's done it's it's out it's 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 occurring whereas like if you turn on a camera then you got to fucking edit it and you got to make sure everything's right you got to go correct it you got to do everything yada yada you got to write it you know well Um, this is easier well for uh, i Full disclosure, I've done zero writing for this podcast and in the 22 episodes, haven't written a thing. I never come in with any ideas. I'm never prepared. I'm just here talking. But there is no and hardly even doing that, really. Really? (laughs) There's no there is no. That's a thing. There is no writing to do. There's not. No, no. For certain podcasts, there is. If you do like a narrative thing. But for most of them, there's not. It's people talking. They're either interviews or they're like conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, to me, it is what it is. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like we, we're, we're, uh, this year slowly gonna turn. I, I think we'll, we'll start getting some work, like having to record podcasts here. That'd be awesome. I think it's going to happen. Like whether it's, I don't know, I'm going to try to like go out and like sell that, but I don't know if anyone's gonna, gonna bite. 
But like, I don't know. I mean, we've been doing this one for a while. We've got a couple more coming out this month. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But I think that like, if we can just get in the cycle of that and like show our footprint in that space, like I don't see any reason companies wouldn't want us to do it. You know, I would say that I would hold off on reaching out until we get this third one yeah. out and running. Cause that way we can really market it and, and yeah. not just, not just do it for free is, no, is no. also part of it. Totally. I mean, my goal is to get all the first three, like once the first three are out and mm-hmm. like have at least like three episodes each up, which the second one, I could, uh, the second one, we've already got six in the can. So, so this could be sometime we'll be in April you're talking about. Well, I think maybe, yeah, like end of April is when maybe it would be smart to start putting together a deck and then maybe around like late May, early June to start doing outreach and kind of figuring out if those possibilities exist. You know what I mean? Because also, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what people are paying for podcasts. I don't know what podcast ad rates are like. I don't know no any clue. of it. You know, like it's 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 a bummer because like I just want to do it because I like fucking doing it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the profit margins razor thin. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're going to be making a lot of money off it. I could be wrong. I think you'll be making something. You'll I, make enough to to make it worth it. But I, I don't think know. you'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, why do you think there's so many gigantic fucking podcast companies out there? Yeah, but those are like the big big fish. Like, are they? Yeah, probably. Are they though? I think so. There's like so 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 many companies out there that do podcasts. Right. Like the ringer does a bunch of podcasts or sure. Gimlet does a bunch of podcasts. Earworm. Uh, ear, 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 wolf, ear, wolf, yeah. head gum, uh, fucking pushkin. There's like, and that's just off the top of my head. And all of those, there's no way that they run like these gigantic companies with all these people in them just to make razor thin margins. Like there, there has to be some sort of like motivation for them yeah but what i'm saying is like they're they're getting bigger names wouldn't you think so yeah and that's that's where they're making more money it's going to be hard to to get a big name that already has a big following to just you know come to shishkin productions and record a podcast that's true we would be doing it like bootstrapping it yeah but i don't know i mean Currently, we're kind of doing it all for free. So any any sort of I mean, I think it's heading in a great direction. Don't, yeah. don't misunderstand me. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's going great. And I think there's a lot of potential in it. I think the quality is surprising for uh, it being such a such a, you know, a, a little makeshift, tiny makeshift yeah. setup. But I do worry a little works. bit about once we get to summer, how, how uh, if, if we're having people in and the neighbors are partying. Yeah. Having a good time. Um, I think it'll be fine. Like, okay. I really don't think it'll be that big of a deal. And if it's one of those things where if it does become a problem, uh, this building, I think, has like enough. I think some of those rooms back there are free that I could I think probably so. work something out with the landlord to just like get one for like a year. But I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's cool. I like what we're I like what we got going on here. You know, it's nothing too, nothing too crazy, but I dig it. It's uh, it's laid back. It's, it's indie. Yeah, it's very indie. I mean, that I, and that vibe will attract some people. That's the reason that I like it this way yeah. is because like it is it's chill enough where like it's not overly stuffy in corporate. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like it's going to get the type of people who I want to work with. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
All right, well, maybe we should take a quick break, and then when we come back, we can talk about uh, this new camera that finally oh. arrived. Our camera's here, and um, we can talk about what we got coming up in March. We got some interesting stuff coming up, and uh, stick around. We'll, we'll tell you all about it. See ya. Damn, you're leaving? <laughs> you're leaving? Yeah, man, you're on your own Fuck. for the second half. <laughs> All right, guys, by now you should be familiar with our favorite sponsor. Smells Like. Smells Like BK. It's a Brooklyn-based candle company. You know, they actually just came out with a few new scents as well, I believe. They got some new scents. They always have new scents coming because everything's a limited edition. Dude, that's so cool. I I love when products do stuff like that where, like, it's actually a craft with limited runs and exclusivity. It's one of one, you know? If you try to order, like, the Smells Like Teen Spirit candle this time next year, good luck getting it. You're probably not going to get it. It's probably gone unless like dude it's rare you got to check StockX. yeah you got to check StockX. it's gonna get flipped right now we're burning a justice and peace candle and that one smells great man it's uh i can't really tell you what the notes are because i'm not that educated but i am quite <laughs> elevated and you will be too after you get the smells like candles well you, you got to put in the uh promo, promo code, code. yeah that's right sizzle i believe it's just sizzle and it gets you 20 percent off which is like a hell of a discount that is a deal honestly like we sacrificed for you to get that sort of deal you don't know what the negotiations were like we're to paying get out that our deal. own pockets we are, man. We're losing money on this spot. <laughs> but hopefully you guys like these candles. Hell yeah. Are we in a swamp? Is that a swamp bug that I hear? Swamp bug. Ah! <laughs> That's a pretty solid little bit. <laughs> Welcome back to the one and only Sizzle Reel podcast. Um, Chris. Alexi. You know, I'm I'm excited that uh, that we're back from that break because I think there's some very important stuff that we need to talk about. Very important things. Yeah. One of them is the camera. But first, I want to talk about what we got coming up in March. Man, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming yeah, up in one, March. One of my favorite projects is coming up. It's the second iteration of a project we did last January, right before oh, the Oh, yeah. Right before the Pandini. <laughs> the great Pandini. <laughs> the great Pandini. It struck and um, we were struck by it. It was it was a lot of fun. It's a project from Major League Soccer. They called it Questionable Q&A. And the concept is basically the media would ask uh, some of the bigger name stars in the MLS some unique questions like, you know, what's your favorite thing to cook? Is that one thing they asked? Or yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Or what do, what would you do at a barbecue? That's what they said. What exactly. Would you cook at a barbecue. They ask a lot of them. It's, it, it actually turns out to be really good because we would just kind of, you know, put them back to back. And then sometimes there was visual elements that went along with it. One of my favorite things that I got to do for it was um, they asked if you had a biography, what would you name it? What would it be called? Yeah. And, and then, I would take the names of some of the funnier ones and make like over the shoulder box type graphics like they do for like, you know, newscast, uh, Colbert, newscast, stuff like that, or um, John Oliver, shit like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I would just make like these fake books that had these people's, uh, you know, made up. The chill life of Alejandro Pozuelo. The chill life of Alejandro Pozuelo. That was the, that was one of the good ones. There was, there was a few. Um, I forgot what they were though, but there was, it was a cool, cool concept. And it's also, you know, it's great because this is one that can carry over and it is carrying over into the pandemic world because when they did oh, it yeah. last year, 
everyone was together in the same place. Was now, in person. Yeah, now it's got to be remote. So hopefully the comedy still carries over. But I think the timing is going to be a little rough. And I, I think it's weird because maybe the players will be more comfortable because they'll yeah. they'll be, you know, at their homes or whatever, yeah. just on Zoom. Or maybe they'll be more removed because they're not actually in front of these media members and they're just they're just at their computer. So maybe they won't feel into it. I just I just feel bad for uh, our producer friend over there, Mr. Kyle, who is going to have to be producing remotely that's just one thing oh, i would not ever want to do like it's already such a hassle when we send people a microphone and have to teach them how to use a microphone yeah that like just that right there where like there is no visual element all you got to do is plug it in with usb set your preferences to use that as the input boom that's it yep but like there's all the little things like making sure the gains turned up properly and all this tiny little stuff that like you know, you have to make sure they do. Now imagine adding all the fucking lighting and camera aspects into mm-hmm. that. Dude, if, and, and with, they have to recreate that over and over and over and over and over again with like, there's like probably like 50 players I think they're interviewing, right? And you're dealing with, with people who aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily want to be there. Not that yep. they d- don't want to be there, but they're not video talent. You know, they're not yeah. production professionals who are, who are all about this. For, yeah. for some of those players, this is just, a media obligation. Yes, hundred percent. And like, I don't know. I'm just I, so I, I don't I don't feel for our, our producer friends who have to deal with this, but or I don't know. It's not that I don't feel for them. What am I saying? I I don't want. I I'm happy that I'm not them. Yeah. Is how I'll put it. <laughs> I I do feel for them. I I don't feel envious. Yeah, I exactly. I wish that uh it was a little easier. Like, and it was a little more guaranteed when you start doing like remote video stuff but really at this point like nothing nothing is guaranteed still which is surprising guaranteed in what way in terms of like you can send them a package of like gear but you're still not guaranteed any results yeah the only thing that is guaranteed off of a fucking inner video interview is a zoom rip that's guaranteed everything else it's hopefully you get it you know Mm -hmm, what i'm saying mm -hmm. But they're going to they're going to send out kits. They were saying they were going to send out kits and, you know, fingers crossed that it's going to look good. I think it'll look good. Um, And it's going to be up to us, I think, to really nail the timing, because like you said, like when you're on the Zoom, you're going to get those weird little seconds of of buffer and delay. And it's going to be up to us to really get the timing right. I don't think that'll be too heavy a lift because, you know, even the in-person one timing was half of it you know like that's true to to make the the jokes hit you really have to do them the right way yeah i mean i'm pretty excited about it it's um also i don't know if you did it i know i did it from the sizzle real gang account on twitter but um they're crowdsourcing they're crowdsourcing some questions questions. that's right yeah so if you guys out there have any questions to ask uh mls players go submit them i think i think uh major league soccer did a call to action on twitter on instagram and somewhere else, I don't know where. Maybe it was just like directly through the league, or no, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Oh, that makes sense because I mean, ultimately, that's where it premieres. Right, right, right. It's um no, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think the one I asked is like, what's the uh, worst punishment a coach has ever given your team after you've played badly? Like the next day of practice. That's like, a good one. Yeah, I've been like, because you know, I'm just thinking back to when I played soccer, and uh, sometimes the coaches they know how to get you. They'll be like, you know what? Don't even bother bringing the soccer balls out today. We're just going to run for two hours. God. And you're just like, 
demoralized. Yeah, that's you're like, damn, coach, you. as if I didn't like feel bad already from losing four zero. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That was um, that was one of those things. You know, I'm I, I am excited for that project. That's one of those things we got coming up in March. We got, might have some more stuff going on in Major League Soccer, but we're we're still working through it ironing that out yeah one of these days we're gonna get producer kyle on here at some point Dude, that'd be dope he's gonna come on but we need more producers on here i don't think we've really had a producer on Talk, here because you know how they do it man they're yeah. always flaking that, they're always yeah, flaking producers that's are facts. always telling you they want to come people, on the, man they say they want to come on the pod they're but juggling then, a lot you know they're they can't handle the truth they don't want to. They don't want to talk to the wild edit Bronco over here. The fucking the edit fucking Bronco. Edit Bronco. They can't. They can't handle it. That's okay. I challenge all producers who are listening to this right now. Come on the pod. Do it. Come on the pod. You won't. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we'll even plug your upcoming projects. Maybe yeah. we'll accidentally reveal details that you didn't need us to reveal. Exactly. And then once you leave, we'll talk shit about you. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn, yo. Because that's what editors it's do. It's basically like being in the edit suite just on mic. Yeah, that's it. Um. Chris, so before we get into the details on this new camera, uh, oh yeah, we, let me go ahead and actually make this like formal uh, formal announcement here. Uh, I think I think the trailer is already up. Okay, um, we got a music podcast coming on this Thursday. It's premiering. It's called Rounds of Sound. Ding 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 ding. It's uh with me and uh, Lanny, co-host Lanny. Lanny Lou. Lanny Lou. She's uh, out there in Portland, Oregon. And um, basically, her and I have very different music tastes. Okay. But we both really love music. So every episode, we just kind of pick three songs that have been bouncing around in our heads. And uh, we play them for each other. And then we react to them. So, and you, you play them in full? We, uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, cease and desist letters may be coming our way, but listen while you can listen while you can. And also more importantly, if you are an independent artist or if you know, independent artists, please tweet at rounds of sound and submit your work because really like it's fun for us to play stuff that we haven't heard. But what's, what's really more fun is when we can give artists some exposure and, and when people, and when the songs that are being showcased are from artists who want to be on there, not people who are going to sue us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that is, uh, that's that one right there. That's going to be the second uh, Shishkin Productions podcast. And third one's in the works. Third one is in the works. I don't think we, I don't think we can give out too many details just yet, no. but sometime in the next episode, a couple episodes, we'll, maybe we can ask that host to come on as a guest. That'd actually be pretty great. A little uh, cross, cross promo, you know, good. Get them on the get them on the sizzle reel. I think gang. I think they were kind of on an episode. Oh, they were. They Briefly. produced. They produced one. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. They, they, they left at halftime. That's uh -huh, right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get them on for real. For real. You know what I'm saying? You know. Um. So Chris, the camera has arrived. Dude. The, the FX6. It's here. What are your first impressions? Uh, you know what? It's crazy because it's kind of like it's a cinema camera, but it's a very small form factor. But still, it looks super dense. Like when you, yeah, it looks like when you you lift it up, it's gonna be like picking up a a block of steel. But really, it's just plastic, or it feels like plastic. You yeah. know, like you pick it up and it's half a pound, and all of a sudden you're smacking yourself in the face with a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it definitely is way lighter than it looks. It's like surprisingly deceptively light. Yeah, but it's still it's so well made, and that's part of what. It's shocking when you pick it up yeah. is it, it looks like this premium 
piece of uh, the electronics it, and it, it is, is. Yeah. it is but it just doesn't have that that weight to it but then you you put on the lens yeah and and you put on the handles and, and the and the shotgun mic and you're like oh yeah this feels right now it feels like a real camera exactly yeah. i'm excited to have it i think it's cool like i know that i watched some videos about it and a lot of people will you know hate on it and say that oh it's like the same thing as a a7s or whatever and I mean, you're right. It, it is. It has like the same picture. And in a lot of ways, the picture that comes off the A7S is better. But I think the FX6, the fact that it has dedicated XLR inputs and the fact that it has this other form factor, it's not a mirrorless, small mirrorless form factor. You don't have to get like a giant cage to even make it feel like yeah. a camera. You can just take it out of the box and it feels like a video camera. Mm-hmm. And plus it, you know, the little things like having ND filters, like built in That's ND so filters nice. in there and having, you know, uh, a, like we have declicked lenses, which are nice, but if, for the one that we have, that's not a declicked lens, like to have that iris control that you can like roll it up like mm-hmm. that, that type of stuff that, that to me is worth it. It's worth the extra price. Cause it's like, I know those things seem small, but they, they just make such a huge difference to me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, those, those are the kind of cameras like that, that menu system and those buttons on the side. That's yeah. what I've been used to for the first or for the last few years. Like I learned on a DSLR and I always thought, oh, this is the way to do it. Cause this is super simple and easy. But like once you're really shooting, it's so nice to have those, those extra options yeah. and like just have them all laid out like that. And you don't have to go into any, men- any menus or anything. You just scroll or you, you click the button or you, you flip the switch and it works. It's really nice and it, I don't know, you can be so much faster with your camera when you have that dedicated e- buttons exactly. and like dedicated uh, user interface, mm-hmm. you know, a, a dedicated user interface. I know like the menu system apparently is like a little wonky or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really fucked with it too in depth, but like just looking through, I never even hit record on it yet to be honest with you, but just looking through the camera and seeing what stuff looks like on it. I'm like, Oh, this is good. I mean, I think maybe we'll have to shoot a little test footage at some point this week and just kind of bring it into Premiere and see how, like, how the S, what's it called? It's not S log. It's some, some like S cine or oh, something. Oh, yeah, like yeah. How the different color profiles, you know. Work I, th- I think it does have S log, but then it also has that S cine. Yeah. See, I don't even know mode. what the first, and this is probably not something I should admit on a fucking post production podcast, but I really don't know the first thing about those. To me, it's like, I'll mess with it and mess with the color and if the color if i can make the color look good cool and if i can't then like maybe maybe it was shot wrong you know what i mean i'm just hoping that uh, i don't you know really underexpose anything on it or or like forget to white balance it or stuff like that because i'm prone to doing that with cameras yeah i think that it's just a matter of practice and like learning the camera and shooting with it in a few different environments i don't think it's going to be that difficult to learn you know where you need to be like yeah. if you're shooting s log you probably overexpose a little bit probably like, i don't know i have no idea I've, that's just, I'm, I'm i'm a noob yeah i'm a fucking noob man i don't know how to do it i, I don't I, know how to do it either no, i mean i've done it but I, I don't know how to do it on this camera you got to figure it out man i don't have to figure shit we got a march out, challenge coming up oh no, man we gotta <laughs> check there's no march challenge no easy you're we'll, gonna we'll be back in april maple wait no is it maple yeah it is maple yeah maple showers bring maple flowers that's how you can remember it <laughs> um nah man like but you know now, now we got it now we got it so now you can you know now you have the motivation to write something or uh or shoot something or do whatever i mean well just 
Full transparency. I've had a camera, so that yeah, motivation but, isn't new for me. Yeah, but that's that. That wasn't this kind of camera, right? Like, Not really. You, you had well, you had some. I have like a Micro Four Thirds Panasonic DVX two hundred. It's uh, is it like the ones that they use for skate videos with the handle on top? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, those are the ones that I remember. Yeah, it's it's real similar to that. It's like slightly larger than than what you have the the what we just got in mm-hmm. and uh it's it, the lens is built in like mm-hmm. it's one of those mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of like a cross between does the, does the picture look the same as the one that we have though or like what's the difference you know what i mean um like when like when you were looking through this the lens here and like at the picture we were getting off of this fx6 did it feel like the same as that one or was it does it feel like sharper or different or anything i mean what we just got in is definitely definitely sharper i mean it's a full frame camera with okay. nice sharp lenses on it oh versus, yeah the micro th- micro four thirds right? yeah yeah and that one's a built-in it, the one i have is basically it's like the same picture as a uh, as a gh4 got it okay, okay. Yeah. yeah um so i mean it's still a great picture and it's something you can shoot with but it's more of a dedicated video camera yeah and like you could use it for news applications has sdi inputs xlr inputs you know all all the things you need it's so funny how like how much of a difference that is like full frame versus like micro four thirds mm-hmm. versus whatever because like when you think about it you're just like yeah whatever bullshit jargon who gives a fuck and then like you actually like in person look at the difference and you're like oh yeah that's actually kind of a fucking difference you know? yeah yeah absolutely so I don't know. Whatever. That being said, I'm excited to shoot on this FX6. Hopefully, we can do some cool stuff. Hopefully, yeah, we'll maybe, shoot some TikToks on it. TikToks. Maybe we'll do some like promos or something for for Sizzle Reel. Oh, we pod. should do. Like, oh, that's what we should do. We yeah. should. I'm like I'm like leaning away from the mic as I'm talking. <laughs> that's, that's, what that's what we should, what we should do. do. That's what we should do. We should record like some. Uh, we should make some uh, Sizzle Reel promo videos. Yeah, some like little just fun small things, outtakes and stuff like yeah. that. Not. I mean, not that we're going to be recording on the whole pod and, and yeah. getting together the outtakes, well, we should but do, that kind of spirit. We should write like uh, in the style of those old that this is Sports Center ads. That'd be great. This is the sizzle reel. That'd be great. Um, well, whatever. Well, I mean, we'll get there when we get there. Chris, what's what's the deal? Where can they find us? What's happening? I think we're on Twitter, probably. Yes. At 100%. Sizzle Reel Gang. Uh, I think we're on Instagram at Sizzle Reel Gang. Yes, I believe so. And then on TikTok, we're at Shishkin Productions. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, you know... We're putting stuff out. Like, are we on Clubhouse yet? You know, we are. I think, but let's not even worry about Clubhouse. All I don't right. have. We don't have shit to say. If you want to listen to us talk on Tethered, just uh, just come right yeah, here. Yeah, we could totally do a, a live are. recording. Here on, we are on we Clubhouse. Could, we could. We could. Oh, you know what? Most importantly, they should get on the Patreon. Oh yeah, we have a Patreon. Yeah, get on the Shishkin Productions Patreon. You'll uh, find us. Just go on Patreon, search Shishkin Productions. We're there. Yeah, we'll pop um, up. Once we introduce that thousand dollar tier so that you can get a shout out on the Mm -hmm. podcast, you're going to be grandfathered in. You will be getting shout outs in every podcast Yep, where it's going to be like Jesus and Mero. The intro is going to take fucking 20 (laughs) minutes. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Brock. Oh my God. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, We'll catch you next time and, uh, you know, stay safe out there and, uh, you know, keep on keeping on. Double mask.